and we're live with Be Green with Amy. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Be Green with Amy. I'm Amy. Since 2012, I have been coaching people to join me in achieving their plant-based lifestyle goals of weight loss and improved health. So please Post your questions for our guests, post comments, tell us where you're from, click like and share, subscribe. You could even type in, be strong, be well, and be green. I'm so glad you're here and just test voice. Let's welcome our guest. Plant-based since 2012, Beverly Bowen enjoys finding and creating creating recipes that are both healthy and delicious. You can find her plant-based cooking on Pinterest. Be Green with Amy welcomes Beverly Bowen. Greetings and welcome, Beverly. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks so much for having me. Great to be here. I want to let everybody know that Beverly is actually a personal friend of mine. And we are in a few different groups together that enjoy plant-based eating. And Beverly is a fantastic cook. And I've been so fortunate to be able to eat a lot of the different foods that she's prepared that were plant-based. She's also really great at taking recipes that aren't plant-based or maybe recipes that have deleterious ingredients like sugar, oil, or salt, and changing them over, converting them into recipes that are more health-promoting. So she's really a good resource. And she even has a Pinterest that she posts up her recipes and pictures of her recipes. So I really thought it would be awesome to have her on the show. And I'm so glad that she agreed to be here. Thanks so much, Beverly. I'm honored for sure. (laughs) Yeah. So Beverly was thinking about a lot of different things to make today. And and we were kind of going back and forth with ideas. And one of the things that both of us really enjoy is chocolate. So I think that was one of the ideas of, oh, look, Joanne. Hi, Joanne. Joanne is also in our group, and she said hello. It's so nice that she's here to to welcome us. So maybe one day, oh, uh, Jesse T said, oh, they match. See, that's the thing about friends. They know little things about them. And one of the things that I know about Beverly is guess what her favorite color is? Just look at the two of us. So I, I just had to hone in on that favorite color because she was going to have to stare at me, and I couldn't possibly wear well, like, what do you say about this color when I say, oh, that's your favorite color? What do you say about it, Beverly? Are there other colors? <laughs> yeah, right. Are there other colors? So I couldn't possibly wear another color because there aren't right. any. <laughs> <laughs> so Beverly, how, how long have you been plant-based? Since 2012. I guess that's about the same as you, really. Just yeah, still. I think so. Yeah, we didn't know each other in 2012, no, but no. somehow the universe put us both both in on that. And go ahead. So you did a lot of research. Yeah, just did a lot of research, and it was uh, you know everything was pointing back to plant based for health reasons was was our choice, and uh, so just did it cold turkey overnight, which isn't right for everybody, but just did you know, and um, never looked back. Just you know, always felt great since so. That's great. And I think that you being good in the kitchen, I think that was helpful to be able to do 100% go all in versus other people who were trying to familiarize themselves with things. But you have so many different interests, Beverly, and, and we've been friends. And, and I always think of you as somebody that when you have an idea in your head and you want to do it, just look out world 
you're not just going to do it, but you're going to do it 110% and you're just going to make, make it work. And, and obviously you did because you've been plant-based since then and you're still going strong. And oftentimes I'll get a message from Beverly, check out this recipe. <laughs> I made this. <laughs> it's just wonderful that you have all that energy and ambition and knowledge that you've collected over this time. So you were 100% in 2012 and now you have all that all more information that you can utilize. It's just wonderful. The pandemic took a toll on all our potlucks and gatherings, but hopefully we'll get them back, you know, because we missed that. We, used to, we had wonderful, wonderful potlucks. Yeah. Yes, we did. And I encourage all of you out there, things open up again, to look. I have a actually a blog that tells you different ways that you can find on the internet groups like the one that, well, we have a couple of groups that we belong to, but like the ones that I belong with Beverly, these plant-based groups, it's really so important if you can to find others who are like-minded and to socialize with because you get ideas for recipes, you feel supportive and it makes you feel more normal when the rest of the world is doing other kinds of eating. And of course you make great friends like I did with Beverly. <laughs> so there's lots of great reasons to do it. What are your favorite kinds of foods that you like to prepare? Oh, I prepare all kinds of things. And, you know, main dishes, desserts, side dish, everything, side dishes and all. But, but today we're doing granola. Oh yeah. Granola is great. That was your idea. And I was so glad that you came up with it because, well, I figured you were going to do something chocolate, which obviously, when you told me later that you could put chocolate in the recipe. So, it, so it's not like it can't be chocolate. I've had a lot of people ask me, gee, you know, I travel or I'm really busy and I'm uh, commuting a lot or I'm, I'm running lots of errands or I go camping or hiking or walking. And there's so many times when people are just looking for something that's compliant, but yet portable, you know, won't need refrigeration throughout the day. And there are lots of energy bars and plant-based this and plant-based that that you can buy in the store. Not all of them have healthy ingredients in them. Yeah. So when you came up with this idea to show us how to make granola, I thought that is a great idea because it's so versatile. It's not just something that you can take hiking or, or take in your car in case you get hungry and you don't want to be tempted with something or have to not eat because you can't find something. So it's just something you can take along with you in the car. But it's also, it makes a great snack. And a lot of us are missing the crunch. <laughs> you can get a lot of different textures from plant-based eating, but the crunch sometimes, other than eating a raw fruit or vegetable, you don't get that crunch. I also think that this would also be great for a cereal if you wanted to put some plant-based milk in it. So it really has a lot of different things that you could do with it. And you should also talk about the different ways that you can change it to different flavors. And I want to let everybody know that I do have the link for the recipe in the show notes. So if you want the recipe, don't worry if you can't follow along and take notes or whatever, we're going to have that all ready for you to go. So do you want to show us how you're going to make this? Sure. And we, sure. and you, we came, you came up with the name. What is your name of the recipe? Gratifying granola. <laughs> gratifying granola. And it's going to be gratifying. Yeah. Okay. And be sure to stay to the end because I've got 15 different ways to use granola. 15 different ideas. Plus, we're, we're, you know, maybe you'll have different ideas that we'd love to hear. So stay, stay tuned. But, uh, the, you know, the way this kind of came about um, many, many moons ago, uh, granola and bell bottoms were the in thing, and I liked both. And I understand bell bottoms are back in style now, and I'm hunting for the right pair. But I, 
you know, granola kind of fell off my list. Back then I was adding oil and honey I was using and, and it was good, but it, you know, it fell off and, you know, without using oil now, um, you know, I finally said, okay, I've got to find a way to do this. So uh, this is what I came up with uh, so that we can have it compliant to the way we eat now. So first we're going to look at the dry ingredients that are going in. And what we're going to start with are eight cups of old fashioned rolled oats. So organic is better if you can. And if you are watching your gluten, then get gluten free oats. I mean, that's the beautiful thing about this is that it is so flexible and you can just do, you know, just so many varieties of this to make it fit what you is important to you. So I've got a, this is the pan I like to use. It is stainless and it is big, but I like it for many reasons. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to take and put the oats in here. And so that was eight cups of oiled oats and I'm uh, one cup of steel cut oats, again, organic if possible. And when you see recipe, it'll say optional. So a lot of these things, use them or don't use them, it doesn't matter. Then the rest of our dry ingredients, we're going to take uh, hemp hearts or hemp seed. And we're going to have a quarter cup. I love that pan. Yes. My husband I've had it for many years, and I finally said, this is the right thing for it. So this was organic hemp hearts, and we're going to take a quarter cup of organic flaxseed. Now you didn't put anything on the bottom of the pan, right? There's no oil, nothing, right? Nothing on mine. I mean, but if you need to, you can put parchment if it makes, you know, depending on your pan and what makes you feel comfortable. I haven't needed to. Uh, then the other dry ingredient, and again, optional but I do really like to use is sesame seeds. So the thing about sesame seeds is they're an excellent source of calcium and iron and magnesium. So if you can incorporate them, fine. Some people are, are not eating seeds or not eating nuts. It's okay, put whatever you want. But I'm gonna throw in a quarter cup of sesame seeds. Wow, this is gonna be so good. So we're stirring that up. And then um, again, now this is optional, but um, the recipe I put forth is calling for a cup of walnuts, chopped. So this is an old timer of mine. And um, walnuts, walnuts. Yeah. So it's really easy. You just dump some in and crack it. And you've got this looks like walnuts. a fun recipe to do with the kids or the grandkids. Sure, yeah, this is totally safe. Grind that. Yeah, and the blades are inside. It's totally safe. So you know, sure. Yeah. And they could just dump things in that big old pan, and you wouldn't have to worry about a mess because they probably wouldn't miss. They'd probably get it right in there, and they right. could. Make, this be a fun thing to do with family. Yeah. So I already did a whole cup to save time, and so that's going in. So those were chopped walnuts. And if you do eat nuts and you prefer almonds, use almonds or use both. You know, it's it just, again, it's just so flexible and easy to do whatever you want. Um, next thing I wrote on there, but I don't typically do, is coconut. And I would use unsweetened coconut, and you could probably put it in at the end, maybe, so it doesn't, like, cook too much. 
Um, then another thing, if you're eating seeds, would be sunflower seeds. So I'm going to put in a cup of sunflower seeds. You've got right. beautiful sunflowers there, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now for spices, we're going to use a tablespoon of ground cinnamon. And again, if you use more, use yes, it doesn't matter. But So I'm throwing in some cinnamon. And then another optional item is going to be cacao powder. And again, organic if possible. How much doesn't matter. Put in a tablespoon, fine. Never met a chocolate I didn't like, as you know. So now I'm just kind of stirring this up. It gets off of the dry ingredients, yeah. Um, but again, if you want slivered almonds or whatever you want, that's fine. That's great, because if somebody had a nut allergy to one particular kind of nut, they could just... Right, or if you don't another. do nuts at all, don't do right. nuts. I actually yeah. saw um, a suggestion to put in raw quinoa, and I just... I'm not that brave to put in raw quinoa. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> if someone tries it or uses it that way, let us know. But it, it's, it sounds good. I just... I don't know. It just... I, didn't I wonder how it. that worked. I mean, because you would rinse the quinoa, right? And then right. I guess you would have to dry it out and then put it and in, so or I guess it, it didn't matter. Cook or she, I guess even if it was just crunchy, I guess if you're looking for crunch, it's, it's more crunch. So I don't know. I yeah. Just, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't do it, but it's a suggestion. Okay. So well, if anybody here decides to add raw quinoa, let, let us, us know. know. Right. <laughs> okay. So again, here's our dry ingredients. And now we're going to move on to the wet ingredients. I love your kitchen, Beverly. You have such a pretty kitchen. Thank you. Okay, so now, um, again, we're avoiding the honey and we're trying to get sweet. We, we definitely want some sweet. So I put in um, unsweetened applesauce and again, organic if possible. Um, whatever brand, doesn't matter. Funny thing is this is like Walmart has a lot of organic things and my sister, I keep telling her, they've got this, they've got that. Her Walmart has nothing compared to ours. So she just, so it's just kind of a standing joke. Um, then the other thing is I put in three quarters of a cup of date paste. Now we use the word date paste and what we use is these, they're called baking dates actually. So you can look all day for date paste and you're not going to find this particular product. It's a Middle Eastern product. It is not organic. We get it at Walmart. Only one of our Walmarts carries it. Um, but it's very handy. I, I use it. I buy a lot of it. I use a lot of it. We, a lot of us in the group do as well. Alternatively, and if you want to do um, organic, specific more, you can get a organic dates. So if you're going to use dates as opposed to date paste, you're going to want to soak them first and then use the water that they soaked in and purify it. So in a high speed blender, whatever, you're trying to get to a liquid state to add into this. So so we've got the applesauce and the date paste. And then we've got um, maple syrup, if you want. I put in a quarter cup of maple syrup. And then a couple of- Or we syrup. could just add more date paste if we didn't- Exactly, want whatever, you, whatever you like, or more applesauce, or you know, just whatever it is that you want to sweeten with. So no, you don't need, again, that's the beauty. You know, Make it what you want it to be. 
Um, and then a cup of water or non-dairy milk. I'll often use oat milk. I like this oat milk. Um, I get it on Amazon by the case. And, um, but you know, okay. Any, okay. you can use water or milk in this instance. Um, so, in, so what I did, oh, okay. And then we also have almond extract, which is again, optional. I put in a quarter teaspoon. The amount doesn't matter. And vanilla. And this time, you know, you see all these recipes where they say, well, use vanilla powder. And I'm going, yeah. And I look at it and it's $38. And I go, oh. So I realized I had some vanilla beans in the in my cupboard. And I said, okay, what's it going to take to make those into vanilla powder? So good old Google. I look it up. All you do is you bake them for five minutes and you grind them and you've got vanilla powder. So I did that and it is super fragrant. I mean, it is amazing. So you bake you bake them at for five minutes, what, at 350? Yeah, whatever, Google it. And yeah, it doesn't. And okay. then I put it in this little coffee grinder, ground them up, buzz, buzz, I've got vanilla powder. So Oh. So now you're gonna have to you're gonna sell in your bootleg. Yeah, really. <laughs> That's so, great. Yeah, however much you put in doesn't really matter. A tablespoon, a teaspoon, you know, whatever. What I've done in this instance is I put all this in and heated it up. And the reason is because I was using date paste and the date paste was is chunky. It's hard, you know. So in order to make this pourable and liquid, I did heat it up. Um, but if you did it with the whole dates and you, you know, when the, you did it in the high speed blender, you wouldn't need to heat it up. So now we are just going to combine the wet ingredients over the dry. And so it's just a matter of pouring it in. Um, it totals about two cups of liquid. So that's what you're kind of shooting for. Again, not, doesn't need to be critical. And then the thing is to just really toss it well, really coat it as much as you can. And, 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 and try not to eat it while you're doing it. Right. Right. Because right. <laughs> it probably tastes good just like that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, again, just coat it the best you can. What I like to do then is I will bake it. I'll put it in the oven. <laughs> all right. This isn't stirred all the way. But just because I cleaned my oven out, you're going to look at it. Yeah, we also have another inside joke about the oven, right? So the funny thing about my oven is, I don't know if you were at that potluck one time. I, my, one of the, someone came in and wanted to keep something warm at the potluck, and she brought in her dish and said, can I put this in your oven? And I'm like, my oven? My oven's a repository. It's where I store things. I don't use it. This is the only <laughs> thing I use my oven for. Otherwise, I use my Breville or my toaster oven or something, but I, in my instant pot, you know, I never use the oven. So this is the only thing that I use the oven for. But anyway, so what I'm gonna do is then, uh, you wanna keep the fairly low temperature. So 325, I wouldn't go above that. And then stir it every seven minutes, five minutes, seven minutes, whatever, it doesn't matter. But you really wanna keep an eye on it because it can burn quite easily. And then again, the flexibility is, do you want it chewy? Don't cook it so long if you want it crisp cook it longer. So um, I, you know, I, I have on the recipe 35 to 45 minutes until it's golden and it will, it, you will see the color change. But you know, if you want it really crisp, cook it longer, you know, just keep an eye on it at that point, because then it can really burn if it's if you're going to go past that. Um, so then when you're done, and I'm, we don't have time now, but when I pull it out, while it's still warm, I'll add some dried fruit. So I will typically add 
Um, anyway, organic raisins. And uh, yeah, I found these. Uh, I love golden raisins. Did you ever use those? A long time ago, but I hadn't found them organic. So I well, wasn't. Well, they're non GMO. So they were, oh. they, they were non GMO. And I'm going, okay, that's close enough. Yes, you know? close and enough. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it was Walmart again. But. Uh, <laughs> So, but if you want to, if you want to chop dates or chop dried cherries or you know any dried fruit that you like, I just would recommend putting it in at the end because otherwise it's going to decimate. I think it would just cook too much and it wouldn't be there. But so if you put it in while it's warm, stir it up, and um, that would probably be a time if you wanted to add coconut flakes. I would probably do that at the same time, um, and then you store it and eat it and enjoy it. So anyway. Um, it's just, you know, Amy, I really wish you could try this. <laughs> I <laughs> I know, that's you... the hard part of doing this broadcast is yeah. that we have so many talented cooks on like you and we watch them make the food and we just salivate and say, well, I'm just going to have to try this recipe on my own. And we just have to wait until we make it ourselves. And it, it's a tough job watching cook. But what I did like about the fact is another thing I liked about this recipe is it's basically, well, it's like a two pot, but it's, there's hardly anything to clean up afterwards. Cause you basically, you just have that one pot that you use. Right. And then yeah, the pan. product. So I've got, I do have some that I made already. So here's what mine looks like when it's done. Ooh, look at that. That's, I'll just take that bowl right now. <laughs> look at well, that. You keep it cool. on the, the counter, Beverly? I'm sorry? Do you usually keep it out on the counter? You refrigerate it? Uh, I actually usually keep it in a like a Rubbermaid type thing in the cupboard, but I don't keep it in the refrigerator. In the cupboard. Yeah, and so it stays great. for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that looked really anyway, good. Anyway, you know. So the internet's pretty awesome, don't you think? All these people are all over the place and they're watching us. If we could just get it to transport things, wouldn't that be cool? I'd love for you oh, to try yeah. it. Well, let me see. We're gonna try this. Let me get a sample for you. All right. What do you I've got this here. Uh-huh. I've got a teleport button somewhere. Let me find it. <laughs> teleport. <laughs> Okay, hang on. There it is. Okay. All right, I'm going to try sending you some. Hang on. Here we go. Oh my God. Look at that, guys. Oh, oh so lucky. <laughs> I, I am going to take Let me open it up. It's, it's well, big, while you're doing that, really you know, Rebecca's been working so hard behind the scenes. Nobody gets to see her, mm. nobody appreciates her. Let's send some to Rebecca. What do you think? Should we do it? Get ready, All Rebecca. Right, let's button again. Teleport. All right, let's try this. <laughs> Hang on. Send. <laughs> Are we? Looking? This is awesome. Thank you, you so much, Beverly. Yeah, try it. Do you like it? Okay. The moment of truth. <laughs> Did you Ooh, like it? These golden raisins? Yeah. Ooh. Yes. This is the perfect snack. It does. It travels Fabulous. Well. Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. Oh, wow. All right. Now, one that second. I need to drink. Wait, I got to give the dog another pacifier here. Hang on. So, 
This is great, you guys. I'm sorry that we can't teleport this granola all to you, but the recipe is pretty easy to follow along. So you, if you go in the comments below, you're going to see in the show notes the link to the recipe. And then you could always watch and make it along with Beverly. And then it wouldn't take long and you would have your own granola. Yeah, and you can look for that teleport button too and try and share. <laughs> uh, somebody right, so said you people are creative. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm going to give you some my top 15 ideas of ways to use granola. And if you have other ones, we'd love to hear them. My first and favorite is, like you said, cold cereal with fresh fruit. And it's just about every morning I have it. You know, strawberries, blueberries, bananas, whatever it is. And I use oat milk is what I prefer. But that's my favorite thing is cold cereal. Um, second is going to be just as a dry snack, like you said, too, for traveling. You know, it's just wonderful to have, you know, with you. Another thing is top your favorite nice cream. So what about some nice chocolate banana ice cream and put some granola on top? Add crunch. Um, number four is going to be make a parfait with a dairy-free yogurt and some fruit and layer in some granola be beautiful and nice, nice treat. It could be a topping on fruit crisp. So if you're making apple crisp or whatever kind you make, go ahead and put some granola as your topping. Um, it could be a topping for baked apples and um, that would really be delicious. Sprinkle it on some salad. You know, why not? You know, it's got all kinds of good stuff in there and just add some something different to your salad. You could use it as a topping on roasted vegetables um, and you could bake with it. So you can add it to cookies, muffins, breads, you know, granola muffins, whatever you want and use it that way. You can make granola bars um, and then can't forget chocolate. How about some chocolate chip granola cookies? Let me know when they're ready. Um, energy bites, you know, roll them into a ball with some nut butter and some date paste or whatever fruit or something, and just make little energy balls with them. You can roll banana pieces in it and freeze them. So take little bit pieces of banana, roll it in, freeze it. Got another fun snack. Um, you can add it to your oatmeal. So if you're already having cooked oatmeal every day, add in some granola for a little variety. And you could add it to smoothies too, if you want. So that's my top 15 uses. And does anybody have any other suggestions? We'd love to hear them. That was great. Those were such creative ideas. I just could picture as you were listing them off, I could picture myself saying, yeah, I could use it. And because you're looking at this big serving of granola that you're making, but it can just go so quickly, especially with all those ideas that you incorporated. But I especially like just having something to take along with me, you know, yeah. and then even if you're Maybe if you're out in a restaurant and you need to add something onto the dish that you had or if they didn't have a dessert, you could have some dessert if they didn't have anything compliant. That's really great. If you guys can think of something that you would do with the granola, let us know. Or even after you make it, let us know what you did with it, if it was something different than what Beverly suggested. That was fantastic. I'm still, I'm still looking at that dish saying, maybe I'll just eat some more <laughs> but i do have to save some for rick he's going to want to taste it as well that's just so great how did you come up with this recipe and how did you figure out how to make it without the oil or, or whatever 
Well, I just kind of went back to, you know, well, how did I used to make granola? What was it like? And then what, what were the things I needed to omit? And so omit really means change, you know, so we still want it sweet. We still want all the, you know, we need a moist and a dry ingredients. So it was just, okay, how can we change those ingredients, you know, getting rid of the oil and the honey. And so it became the applesauce and the dates. And the, so, you know, and then, you know, things evolving, like you say, with, you know, with vanilla powder now being, you know, more popular and, you know, just stuff like that. But otherwise it's really pretty much the same as what I used to do. You're eating the granola and you still maintain your beautiful figure. So people shouldn't be afraid of it. It can be a part of a, a healthy lifestyle. If you well, right now, that. sure. Yeah, without the oil, I mean, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and then the other thing, like you said, to make it into a cereal, I think a lot of people miss having cold cereal. For some reason, a lot of people were used to having that. So even this would be great for people who are just transitioning and they're missing out on things like that. This would be wonderful. Uh, recommend that to a few people that I know that have just adopted this lifestyle to see yeah. if they want it. So you say you don't use your oven very often, of course, except for this. What uh, appliances do you use in your everyday plant-based well, life? I have that Breville um, smart oven air. So it does air frying, baking, roasting. It's got like 12 different things. It's, it's over in my butler's pantry. You can't see it from here. And my Instant Pot's the only thing that gets to live on the counter and uh, use that quite a bit. I actually have two of those, as, as many of us do. And so I use that a lot. And my toaster oven um and microwave i microwave i don't i'm not a you know i'm opposed to using a microwave um oh this little thing i was going to show you you know i've you've seen uh, other people online using those pull string choppers and yeah. so here's one and i actually got it at publix oh <laughs> that's that's a local grocery for those yeah, of you the grocery store know, Publix is a mainstream grocery store, you know? And so this was it. It was 20 bucks. It's at Publix. And so it, it does a good job of, you know, different cutting and chopping and stuff like that. So yeah, that's, those things are really nice because sometimes you, we always think about, you could have a power outage. <laughs> you're stuck at home and you want to cook or, you know, camping or traveling sometimes, even if you're going, overseas and, and maybe you don't have access to things that the electrical outlets are different from the things that you have. So right. it is, it's a really cool thing. It's good for the muscle, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> do you have one? Do you have one? I, I do actually. Yeah. My husband, yeah. Rick, he's all about being prepared. So right. one of the things that he decided, we have an electric one that we have on our countertop and we push on the button and it goes, but he yeah. wanted to have one that you could do that in case we were traveling or, you know, had a power outage. So it's really cool. Okay. Well, I think we have some questions for Beverly. Okay. Kristen asks, oh, Kristen says, I love your kitchen, right, Kristen? <laughs> it's beautiful. It's a beautiful Thank kitchen. You. Carol, what do you normally eat in a day? Okay. Fair question. So I start out with Half a bagel, which is a millet and flax bagel. It's made by Sammy's Bakery, which is a Tampa, based in Tampa. And I make a homemade cream cheese out of cashews. And I put that and blueberries on top. That's the first thing. Then I'm, a couple hours later, I move on to my bowl of granola, typically. And then for lunch, I'll do some salad or sandwiches. Um, 
maybe I'll have soup leftover, soups or stews that I've made. Um, what else? You know, just mostly I eat a lot of Mexican food. I'll make tacos. I'll make um, enchiladas. No, not so much enchiladas. I'll make chimichangas, tacos, um, tostadas. You know, all those things are just easy. And, and um, I'll even make uh, chili rellenos without the batter. I'll just take like whole green chilies and you know, maybe stuff them with some little bit of plant-based cheese and just bake it, you know. And so, but um, lots of soups and stews and things that I'll put in the Instant Pot so I can just throw it in and walk away and not think about it. Well, that sounds great. It sounds like you have a lot of good variety and you're a busy person. You, you work and you're traveling around a lot. So you, but you make it happen. Right. right? And right. Right. okay. Let's see our next Mary Harris. What do you oh, use to make, what do you use to make granola bars? Okay. So that was one of the things you said that we could do with this is to make it into granola bars. So what would you do to do that? Okay. Well, I have not made them. Hi, Mary. Good to see you. Um, <laughs> I would have to Google it. I would have to look it up. I'm sorry. I don't, I, I haven't made them, you know, I, but uh, yeah, sorry. I don't have an answer. <laughs> <laughs> that's have well, you ever, that's have okay. you ever made them? Has Rick ever made vanilla bars? No, he has not. I would imagine you could maybe would have to have a lot more sticky sweet stuff to make it stick yeah. together. Yeah. Joanne, are you there? Have you ever made them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have. That, we're oh, trying to get Joanne. She's, oh, she's somebody. That, <laughs> yes, she's somebody that we participate in, and she's another fabulous cook. We're trying to get her to come on the show, but not yet. Maybe if we keep nudging her, she will. So sometimes she pops up with some comments and gives us her input. Mm -hmm. Let's see our next question, Pat. Uh, why avoid honey? So when someone is plant based, it's not so much that it's unhealthy as much as that it's an animal product. So if you're doing all plant-based food items, then honey does not fall in that category. It's also extremely high sugar content. Um, so what else, Amy, anything else I left out? Yeah, we also avoid it because it does raise your insulin levels, spikes your insulin levels quite high. So even if it was quote unquote plant-based, it still wouldn't be good because it, it would spike your insulin levels. And that's not something that we want. The, the dates have fiber in them. So that kind of keeps things from spiking as much as when you use things like honey. Kelly, oh, how long does granola last? Oh, I've had it a couple of weeks for sure, but I usually eat it by then. The recipe I'm, I posted there is kind of a double size recipe. You could cut it in half, but to me, it's just not worth the trouble to, um, to go through all that for half the amount. Um, the other thing too, I didn't mention is that you could use cookie sheets instead of if you didn't have a deep pan like that problem with that is, you know, when you're stirring this every seven minutes, I mean, that could be a hot mess, you know, trying to stir with without a lip around it. So I'm, I'm grateful to have that big lip on my pan. But um, yeah, it's got a good shelf life. So I would say several weeks for sure. Um, you know, refrigerate it if you're concerned, but I'm, I just eat it. <laughs> that was a that was a good question. Elizabeth, I'm busy too. What do you eat when you travel or run errands for the day? So do you take things along in the car with you? I mean, you, obviously you take the granola. Do you, is there anything sure. else that you take? Um, I'll take, well, so, well, well, those bars are a little messy, but um, just, you know, fruits and vegetables. A lot of times, you know, cut up vegetables, fruits, maybe some, hum, you know, a little hummus and some 
cracker or something like that? One of the things that I, I don't do it as much now, but in the beginning when I was transitioning and I would get kind of hungry in between meals and so forth and, and worry that if I was going to leave the house that I wouldn't know what to get. Well, I still do batch cook potatoes, but back then when I, I batch cook and I liked the sweet potatoes, and then I would take a sweet potato, a cooked sweet potato, and after it cooled off, I'd put it in a, a Ziploc bag or a silicone bag or wh however you wanted to carry it. And then I would just always have that with me. It tastes delicious even when it's cold. You could always sprinkle some cinnamon on it if you wanted to. And that is really nice for me. I think it's fun. But I didn't know about this granola. So <laughs> I, think, I think this is going to be the, my new thing to carry around with me because you just never know. You get stuck in traffic. Maybe there's... Right an unfortunate accident and, and to have this with you all the time. I think it's a wonderful idea. I also always have little pouches of that uh, applesauce in my car. You know, they make the organic applesauce in those little pouches. And I always keep those with me. Um, you know, they're organic and there's nothing in them, but, you know, typically apples or if there's another fruit or something, but that's all that's usually in it. And um, I always have some of those in my car. Stephanie just popped up and talked about how she just came on now and okay. she's going to watch the replay. I just want to let you know, Stephanie, that the if you go in the show notes, you'll be able to find the link to the recipe. So you didn't, maybe didn't get to hear us say, oh, there's Joanne. <laughs> Joanne said, I have, but don't remember the formula. So we were just earlier, somebody had asked Beverly, well, how would you make that into a granola bar? And we were trying to see if Joanne could tell us, maybe she'll find out and then come on and tell us. What's right. <laughs> and if we figure it out, I'm going to update the link to the recipe. I'll update it and then put that in the notes as well. Or someone could do another demo and demo some granola bars. Yes, that, that would be great. Yeah. Okay. See if we have another question. Blake, how do you cook without oil? That's a big deal for a lot of people who are, especially when they're first coming to this lifestyle, even trained chefs don't know how to do this. So do you want to give your hints? Um, yeah, a couple of little things is, you know, the, the initial thing you're looking at most recipes and they'll say, you know, put in a couple of tablespoons of oil to saute your onion and your vegetables and your, you know, carrots, whatever it is, peppers. Um, so instead, what we'll use is either water or vegetable broth. So I make my own vegetable broth and you don't have to make your own but I make it with vegetable scraps in the Instant Pot, and then I'll freeze them in uh, ice cube trays. So I have a, then put them in a baggie. So now when I wanna go saute something, I'll pull out a ice cube of vegetable broth and I'll use that. Also, if you're adding mushrooms to something and, and mushrooms are so healthy and, and should be cooked. So anytime you add mushrooms, if to if, say you're already doing onions and peppers, something like that, and you add the mushrooms, they release their own liquid naturally. So you know, we've just learned to substitute things for oil. And, uh, you know, it's another long discussion on what's why we don't eat oil. Um, but, you know, you can, you know, Dr. Esselstyn or anybody of that can, can certainly talk about that. But um, it's 100% fat is what it is. And so there's, you know, there are, there are ways. It's just, it's a mindset as well. You know, it's like, okay, you know, you're so used to doing it that way. And now you just have to rethink it a little, but we're all doing it, you know, so it's, it's, it's doable. 
Yeah, it can be done. We had Chef Ramsey's Bravo on and we talked to him about that. One of the things he said was, first of all, don't put your heat up too high because you can burn things. And he did use, talk about the suggestions that you recommended as well. And then the other thing is that he said, because I said to him, you know, I'm really guilty of putting something in the pan and then walking away and maybe washing some dishes. And then all of a sudden I forgot. So he said, that's because you cook not just with your eyes and your nose and your tasting your mouth, you cook with your ears. And he said, so you can hear the difference of the sizzling going on in the pan and just start to listen to your frying pan and you'll know when it's time to mix something or to, or if it's sticking, you might have to add a tablespoon of some kind of liquid, whether it be the water or the vegetable broth or what have you to, and then you could deglaze and, and kind of loosen it up. So yeah, he gave some great hints too, but those were very good, very that good hints. Good yeah. Jacob B, I'm trying to be SOS free. SOS free means sugar, oil, and salt free. Do you have any favorite spices that you use instead of salt? So do we want to talk about the fact that two of those cupboards are all spices? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I use a lot of different things, but uh, you know, I think one that Amy might suggest is the um, the Benson's. Yeah, Benson's Table Tasty. Yeah, yeah, that's one of our favorite. It's called Benson's Table Tasty, and I'll put a link for that in the notes too. And as you can see, Beverly doesn't have a small container; she has a large envelope like I do, which is less packaging, of course. So that's good. But yeah, we all, we both use it quite often. To me, that was a lifesaver because I really miss salt. And when I discovered that, it just changed everything for me, get that salty flavoring. So I agree. And then some other things that we have also discovered is that their taste for salt is kind of similar to other tastes like when you taste lemon or lime, so that when you incorporate lemon or lime juice into a recipe, sometimes that will make it taste almost like it's salt. Another thing that I like to use, and I bet Beverly does too, is roasted tomatoes. When you put them in with a sauce or blend them in or just them cook in, they seem to really help too in adding that kind of salty flavor without adding salt. So I've never really been a big salt fan, but um, I garlic. I use a lot of garlic, garlic powder, garlic you know, whatever garlic or lemon peppers, or like you say, I use a lot of lemon and lime and, and I never was a fan of lime, but, but now like I make a avocado and broccoli and then I make the sauces just tahini, tahini, tamari and lime juice. And I could eat just humongous bowl of it. It is so delicious, you know? So, you know, just it, 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 again, it's a mindset. It's just saying, okay, what are other options, which is what you were doing. That's a perfect question, you know, is to say, how do I, how do I think that way? How do I expand? And, and, um, it, you know, th there are a lot of options. And your taste buds, they neuro adapt. So something that maybe not tastes very nicely in the beginning, as you're going along, if you just keep going along, things are going to start tasting better. And like Beverly says, she's got a couple of cabinets full of spices. So do I. The spices, that's where it's at. Typically when you buy food that's prepared, that you buy it in the grocery store and so forth, 
and even in the restaurants. Spices are a little more expensive than salt, and also salt can preserve things. So the salt is a really popular thing for the processed food companies to use and also for the restaurants. Salt makes you thirsty, so you'll buy more drinks at the restaurant, and people are just liking that salty flavor. And when you don't have the salty flavor in there, you can definitely add in a lot of different spices and herbs and you'll get different layers of flavors and then you'll start saying, hmm, what's that? I, I can think I can detect something different when it's not just covered with salt. And also, if you're not cooking with oil, the oil kind of coats your tongue, kind of deadens your taste buds. So when you're not cooking with oil, you'll taste those spices and herbs that you're using and that'll help a lot too. Right. And if you can grow some of your own, even if it's just a, you know, little pots or something and have and have fresh herbs is good. Another thing that probably takes some getting used to is nutritional yeast and you know, the nickname being nooch, but it's something that is um, kind of helps fill in for the fact that we don't eat cheese and people sometimes either just love it or hate it, but sometimes it's an acquired taste, you know, so maybe you didn't like it the first time you looked at it and said, looks like fish food and I'm yuck, you know, and then maybe you tried it again in another, you know, another way and you end up loving it. I mean, I love nutritional yeast. So, but again, it's not something that you might like day one. This is a process. It isn't, a, you know, it doesn't, doesn't happen overnight where you're going to love everything and know exactly what to do. It's a process. And it's, you know, if you decide that it's a, a worthwhile process, then you make it happen. That's a good point that you made because oftentimes somebody will say, I don't like, and they'll, they'll name a food. And sometimes it's not that they don't like it. They just think they don't like it, but it's maybe sometimes it's because they haven't yet tasted it in a way that it was prepared in a way that they liked. So sometimes it's a texture that you're not caring for. Like some people don't like mushrooms, but then if you blended them up in a Vitamix in a liquid, you wouldn't have the texture of the mushrooms and maybe you would like them that way. So don't give up on things like Beverly said, maybe it's just a different way of preparing it or as your taste buds neuroadapt, a month from now, something might taste very good that didn't taste good to you in the beginning. So give things a chance. Sometimes it takes a few tries to taste something before it becomes a hit with your repertoire. Right. Stephanie right. says, oh, <laughs> Stephanie wants to know, does Beverly have a YouTube channel? Well, yes and no. <laughs> right, <Beverly? laughs> the YouTube channel that I have is not related to this topic. So... I'm going to say no. <laughs> it's it's for my day job. <laughs> yes, but Be Beverly has a lot of great great videos out there, but not. This is her first. See how I'm saying first, Beverly. This is her first cooking show. So maybe you're getting some fan base out there, Beverly. <laughs> we, still, we have some other videos on your on your channel from when we did the carrot hot dogs and um, what else? The melty lid. Oh yeah. With the, the soy curls. Oh, right, right. The barbecue yes. soy Yeah. Well, yes. So this is not Beverly's first time doing a- Not a my first rodeo. It's my first time live like this, but it's yes. okay. Yes, <laughs> it's all good. yes. So you could, you, if you look you on my YouTube interest. channel. But thank you for your interest. <laughs> Mary Harris, Beverly and Amy, this has been a fun and yummy recipe demo. Oh. I'd love to see more. Oh, thanks so much. So- oh, Mary, that's beautiful. I know Mary. <laughs> You do? Okay. Yeah, a friend of mine. Yeah. Oh. 
Are you eating any fermented foods due to the research on the microbiome? If so, what? So much is salty. So yes, we were um, making our own sauerkraut and without salt. And I think you have a video on that probably, don't you? Um, I think Linda did. Yeah. Linda, Linda did, did the demo, but I don't know if we had it oh, on the video. video. Okay. So maybe uh, maybe we can talk her into doing that for us. Anyway, so yeah, we've made sauerkraut and, and that's pretty much the only thing that, that I eat that's um, that I can think of. I'm not a kimchi fan. Um, yeah, the sauerkraut. And, and I didn't even really like sauerkraut, but I put it on carrot dogs or I'll put it on a Reuben. I'll make a uh, like a, a tempeh Reuben or, a, uh, you know, something like that. So that's the only ways that I typically like it. But you can make your own. It's really easy. I mean, it's just cutting up cabbage and massaging it and putting it in a jar and, you know, just no salt, you know, it's just putting it in a jar and keeping the lid down and moisture and, and then it bubbles up. And then in a few weeks you've got, and you can, you know, you can do cabbage and carrots. You can do, you can make it colorful. You can do a lot of things with, homemade sauerkraut, but absolutely yeah. good, good point. It's a, it's a great food to be eating. I particularly don't incorporate it. I don't go out of my way. Sometimes we have a little kimchi, but it's not because it's fermented. It's just because Rick likes it. We don't go out of our way to incorporate it. As far as the, the doctors that I have been interviewing, most of them have said that you can take it or leave it and it shouldn't okay. make a difference as far as your overall health but some of them are promoting it. So I, I wouldn't overthink it and definitely agree that a lot of them do have a lot of extra sodium. And I don't think that having all that extra sodium is worth trying to right. do something fermented. Yeah, but everybody different. something I used when I was fermenting. And Linda did, a, I'm, I'm sorry, but back then when she made the recipe demo, we weren't filming it. That was in our plant-based group. And one of the things I did remember, though, is that at the end of the recipe, in order to keep the, the food down into the mason jar, she would put a golf ball <laughs> on top before she would close the lid. And that it was like a weight that pushed down on things. So I really thought that that was a cute idea. I wish back then that we were recording them so that you could see that. But who knows? Maybe one day we'll get Linda to show us how she does her SOS-free sauerkraut. Okay, so this so I is... I have these little glass things that are become the weight and they go inside the jar and then this goes on the top and it's it's got like a little i'm going to say nipple for lack of a better word that lets the air out so it lets the gas out when it's as it's fermenting and so um those were pebble pickle pebbles or something like that i don't know what they were how'd anyway. you find that color beverly <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> if, if anybody needs something in, in that color blue and you can't find it, ask Beverly. If she doesn't have it already, she'll probably know how to find it. <laughs> okay. True. Somebody is saying, there is my dear friend, Beverly. Oh. You may know who that is. I have enjoyed many fabulous things from her kitchen. Miss you much, Amber. Thanks for tuning oh. in, Amber. Yes, Look at this. You. Love you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, isn't that nice? So nice to hear from people and see all your wonderful friends saying hi. Since you've been doing this since 2012, and maybe there are people that are tuning in today that are just starting out, and maybe they have a few struggles. Maybe some people have stumbled upon this because they're your friend and they're not plant-based. 
and you want to tell them something about trying it and starting out. So is there something, some kind of a motivational thing or some kind of a tip that you may want to share with everyone about this lifestyle and adopting it? Well, you know, everybody has to be open and, and ready if it's, if it's, you know, appropriate for them. So I, I don't put anything on anybody. I just, I've just read and seen so many positive results from, from people that are plant-based that, you know, you want people you care about, you want them to do it because you care about them. But at the same time, everybody's got to do what's right for them. So um, I, you know, I believe in it. I think it's worthwhile for, for many, many um, situations, but you know, it has to fit you and you have to be, you have to want it. And of course, if our friends with Beverly, you could always ask her to make you something so you could try it out too, right? Yeah. You'd be happy to share something with, with your friends. Right. Okay. Well, oh, Joanne, Minimalist Baker has five, five ingredient granola bar. That's the healthiest I found. Uses dates and maple syrup. See, Joanne is our cooking Google source. Because <laughs> she'll find out all the information that you need about. And if she and if it's not out there, she's just like a chemist in the kitchen. She'll figure it out. She'll figure out how to do it. Thanks, um, Joanne. So good, good job. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to check that out. Well, Beverly, it has just been such a thrill to have you on the show. I always love to see you and having you share your kitchen and your recipe and teleporting all this great granola to me. I mean, it's just so wonderful to have you and you're a wonderful presenter. And I really want to thank you for joining us. Everybody, please stay tuned. We have a special announcement. But in the meantime, I want to thank all of you guys for joining us. We wouldn't be here if you weren't watching. And thanks for the new people that popped on. And if you can, just keep watching and sharing these things. And I also wanted to thank someone in the background who's been helping. And you may have seen her if you were watching the whole broadcast. And that's Rebecca from PKA Solve. She still has some granola left, but I don't think it's going to last very long. <laughs> She's been engineering our broadcast and hopping up with the questions, being very helpful. I want to thank Jess Toss from Just Toss Voice. She did the voiceover and the countdown. But I really want to thank you guys. You're here, you're with us, you're sharing this broadcast, you're liking, you're subscribing, and we're going to make this message just go out to the world. And this is going to be like Beverly's teleport button. If you guys can just click like, subscribe, you can even type in the comments below, be strong, be well, and be green. All those things are going to help get this message out to people so we can help them achieve their goals of weight loss or improved health. And until I see you guys again, please join me with Beverly as we sign off and say, be strong, be well, and be green. Bye-bye, <laughs> everybody. Coming up next, Dr. Christina Miller is double board certified in emergency and integrative medicine. Dr. Miller focuses exclusively on nutrition and lifestyle changes to get to the root cause of disease and illness while promoting wellness and longevity in each individual. She is now proud to be part of the plantbasedtelehealth.com team, offering plant-based telemedicine services to patients across the country. Join us for a Q&A on preventing and healing from autoimmune disease, Monday, June 28th, 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Be Green with Amy, live.